Football on Off the Ball with Sky. Watch Premier League, Women's Super League, Scottish Premiership, and much more live on Sky Sports. So there has been any amount of talk over the last few weeks about the exodus of young players from the League of Ireland. Shamrock Rovers losing Danny Mandreu to Lincoln. Dara Burns has left Pats to go to MK Dons. And really mixed views on whether this is a good or a bad thing for Irish football. And the deals, and not much money coming into the League of Ireland. How damaging it is to the league to be losing their best young players mid-season for little or no money. While others feel that pre-Brexit, a lot of these players would have gone to England anyways at 14 or 15 and that they are now actually being better served by remaining at home in the league before moving across in their late teens or early 20s. Uh, Pat Dean is with Quorum Sports. He's an agent with Quorum Sports and he has brokered quite a few deals over the past few weeks, including Dawson DeVoy's move from Bohemians to MK Dons, Promise Omashare, also leaving Bowles to move to Fleetwood Town and also one of the more interesting ones, which saw Liam Kerrigan move from UCD to Italy to sign with Como. Pat is on the line. Evening, Pat. Hi, good afternoon. Good, good evening. Uh, as I say, we've spoken a lot about this over the last few weeks and the reasons <clears> behind <throat> it. And there's definitely a lot of frustration, I think, when people see the, somebody of the quality of Danny Mandre, who's arguably been Shamrock Rovers, the league leader's best player this season, moved to League One for in or around €30,000. You're obviously spending a lot of time looking at the League of Ireland. Why is it happening this way? And why are say, League One sides and, and sides around Europe taking such an interest in the league at the moment? Well, um, the factors are, I would say, Brexit is definitely uh, a major factor. Um, the clubs used to have players put to them from uh, France, Sweden, Norway, Holland, Belgium, <clears throat> and League One would have a lot of, would have had a lot. Those players now won't be able to get... Uh, past the threshold needed to get a work permit in the UK. Um, whereas the Irish lads are uh, eligible via the um, common travel area, which has been around over 100 years. So uh, that's why the League One clubs and the championship clubs are looking at the Irish market, because it's a market that they, they know there's no language issues. Uh, and there's no work permit issues because um, the for to bring a player in, you do need um, a very, especially in England, Scotland has a, a sort of like a, a little bit of a lower threshold with their exceptions panel. But uh, an English player, sorry, an English club bringing in players from Europe now um, would have to get 15 points. And that would be, say, for example, if you played in the Bundesliga, you'd get nine points. But if you played in Bundesliga 2, you'd only get four points. So those clubs aren't looking at Bundesliga 2 now. So um, that's the factor, whereas the Irish lads don't have that, uh, don't have those issues to get any points. They can just, uh, it's automatically under the common travel area. But in the reverse, the um, like uh, Liam's gone to a Sierra B club, Como, uh, they can't bring in players, non-EU players. So they can't bring in British players unless they had previously played in Italy. Uh, so that's why a lot of the Italian clubs are looking at the Irish market because, again, they're you know they're u- utilizing the fact that they're members of, the, of Europe and the EU. So that's what I think it is mainly. It's mainly it's mainly Brexit. 
we might look at it from both sides then from the club sides and from the players side from the English league clubs at the moment say then League One when they're looking at Ireland and they're looking for value how much time are they spending assessing the players? Because there is there is quite a bit of money uh, in League One, and you know the speculation is that some of the players have gone from say a thousand euro a week to three thousand euro a week. So it's in some ways a bit of a no brainer. But the likes of MK Don signing Dara Burns and uh, Dawson Devoy are they are they spending a lot of time doing their yeah. due diligence on these players, or are they able to take a risk? on bringing these players in because there's not much of an outlay for the clubs that they're buying from. No, not, not, not at all. Um, and there is, there seems to be sort of like, a, I seen it was reported in one of the papers that like, even with Liam, Liam Kerrigan going to Como, that there wasn't money involved. There was money involved um, and a substantial amount of money. So there's a, um, and is that upfront money? Is, yeah, 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 and and then uh, on rewards, if the player does well, you know the club does well. So, um, no, I mean everybody's talking about say Danny, Danny's one, um, and because he was such a high-profile player, and I presume when his agent did the deal, that was one of the the, the, the considerations that he put into the contract, and rightly so, because Danny was, you know, it was always going to attract interest from England and. What you don't want to do is um, uh, for a player to sort of like uh, have a massive hurdle of, uh, say, an unrealistic fee, because maybe championship clubs can afford big money and, of course, the Premier League can afford big money, but there's 24 clubs in League One. Um, I would say only eight of them or maybe nine of them uh, are in, in the market to buy players or of significant uh, value so but it doesn't mean they don't offer an opportunity like Lincoln would be a very well-run club um, and um, with sorry with um, sorry you're all right with uh, with Danny going there he's gonna he's gonna experience uh, you know an unbelievable professionalism but his his he'd be playing the likes of Derby, Ipswich, Charlton, Bolton, Barnsley you know, it's 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 a different it's it's a different level and it's a bigger exposure. There, um, there's with, there's no doubt about that, Pat. That it, when you look at some of those teams and the fan bases that are there and the overall budgets of the club, that League of Ireland teams simply can't compete. But these League One teams, in a way, they mustn't be able to believe their luck that they're able to go and attract players of the quality of a Danny Mandre or a Dara Burns, yeah. who've been playing men's football, who haven't been playing in youth leagues, yeah, yeah. who aren't tested, who've yeah. been playing European football, that they can get these players at such a good rate. Yeah, they're, it's definitely not a... They're not thinking they're going to... Well, Danny's a bit different because, you know, I don't I don't know the ins and outs of that deal. But Dara Burns wasn't wasn't cheap. Dawson Devoy wasn't cheap. And Promise Omer wasn't cheap. So you know, I, I you know when when I see on social media some of the figures banded about, they're wrong. You know, um, uh, the players are you know how would I put it? 21, 20, 21. Uh, Dawson's only twenty years old. Uh, Promise is twenty one years of age. They've they probably got hopefully ten good years in their career. Uh, they have to think about you know where where you know. Where is they? Where are they going to be able to buy a house from? You know, uh, you know they want to have something out of football. So, 
you know, do they really want to go over at 23 or 24 on a Bosman? No. I mean, and that's why if we take away the Danny Mandry one, the other ones weren't as cheap as people think they are, they were at all. And you, uh, the, the other question you asked me was, say, someone like MK Dons, what was there? Uh, MK Dons have been following these players, I presume, for years. Uh, I know that for a fact with Dawson. And I would exactly the same, the same thing with Dara as well. They're very, very hands-on. They've always been very pro-Irish players. Uh, I know their their um, director of football has been over lots of times over in Ireland watching League of Ireland games. So it's not a, they're not getting players on the cheap, but there is value for money in the League of Ireland. I'll, I'll grant you that. But the the, the 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 other thing is the sell-ons for the clubs will be lucrative because like some a club like MK, they've sold. Um, uh, Harry Darling, they've sold Scott Twine. They've only been at the club for a year, year and a year and a bit. Um, so, you know, it, it's going to benefit the League of Ireland in the long run because there'll be money coming back into the league from deals done in 2022, and it might be coming back into the league in a bit like the Matt Doherty thing when he went from Wolves to Tottenham ten years later. I don't think I think that's the exception. Uh, but I, I do feel that the clubs in England now respect the League of Ireland and it does give them uh, an, an element where, of the unknown because there's certain clubs that know the market well. Um, Portsmouth brought over Ronan Curtis a few years ago, so they know, you know, I know the head of recruitment there very well. He's always very on the ball with, with regards to players in Ireland. So I think now the ones that had, had shied away from Ireland that hadn't really done any business in Ireland, I think they're now questioning why they're not doing it. So that's probably why you've seen the Oxfords go over do some business. Mm. Um, but I think it's good. I think it's good for the, for the players because they're getting over there. They, they're going to be exposed to you know, the, the natural um, clubs that will look at them will be the championship clubs. So... Whereas a player maybe in the past would have gone into the championship and maybe not been ready at that level yet. I think League One will provide them with a development plan to be able to proceed up to League to, to the championship. And then and I think with all the the deals that have been done, I would say nearly all of them have got sell-ons. I understand what you're saying about some of those deals that you feel they're being reported wrong, but like fans are looking at the value that their clubs are getting and I guess they're also looking at other stages of English football and thinking they're getting a raw deal in terms of the upfront payment for players. And like Daniel Lambert of Bohemians was talking about the clubs needing a better united front, a collective agreement and talking about uh, the get-out clauses that are they're in the different contracts saying that we require trust and cooperation not yet seen by League of Ireland clubs, that the biggest impediment yeah. to upfront fees are agent get-out clauses and these can be counteracted by clubs having a collective agreement to a certain level where no club breaks it and delivers higher fees for all. And listen, obviously you have a, a very vested yeah. interest in all of this in a right. different way, but do you yeah. think there's a way of the clubs working together to get a better value yeah. to keep players in the league yeah. for longer? And I couldn't fully understand that. But again, you know, if Promise or Dawson didn't have a release clause, would they be playing in in the English league this season? Uh, I, I, I doubt it because, you know, Maybe the, the valuation I've seen I've seen uh, transfers fall flat on their face in England on 
two clubs having two totally different views of what the player's worth. Um, and I think with the release clauses, because again, these these these, are, these weren't cheap release clauses. They were, not, you know, they weren't insignificant amounts of money. Um, the the it's it, it clears the player that if a club comes mm. in and prepared to pay a decent amount of money, it then allows the player to go off and earn a decent amount of money for themselves and. What is a you decent know, amount of money, just in terms of fees? Do you think for a like Dawson Devoy's in Ireland under twenty one international like, is is a hundred grand for a League One club a, a decent amount of money, or is like should it be half a million? Be, I, I I would honestly say to you there'd be clubs in 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 uh, League One that would never pay a hundred thousand. They wouldn't have the ability to pay a hundred thousand. They wouldn't have um, the, the big the big boys, the Ipswiches, of course they would, uh, but. The, the the only people that can pay probably a lot more regularly than 100000 on a transfer fee would be the championship. Um, so it's a different road. It's going over there. I mean, the amount of games in League One is ridiculous. There's 30 games between now and Christmas, I think, for the majority of the clubs. Um, so if a player goes over, say, for 100000 uh, and there's a... And, and then with the exposure of 80, 90 games in League One, a big club, say Middlesbrough comes in and says, right, we want to play seven figures, then the, the club in Ireland, of course, is going to benefit, you know, but would, would a Middlesbrough come in and pay seven figures for a, for a player in Ireland? The exceptions have been, you know, Gavin Bazuna, mm. uh, uh, who's done fantastically, um, but they are the exception. So the, 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 the players who, like I said, who, uh, have benefited from, say, the schoolboy football changing a bit where it goes into the clubs and the clubs, you know, they do deserve um, development money, but it, it, but not if, say, for example, that they, they put an unrealistic amount, uh, well, the player's not going. And, and and the other side of the coin as well, and as an agent, I've got players who I've had managers ring me up and ask to tear the contract up. Uh, we don't want him and we can't afford him. Can you persuade him so you know there's a there's an element of oh he's under contract he's our player we we have to give permission but on the other breath when the players you know and these a lot of these boys i'd say 85 90 percent i'd love to know the exact figure are on 40 42 week end of season contracts mm. so there's no security for them you know and that's what you've got to understand these lads have been given an opportunity to to get three or four years of, uh, you know, good money, good training, good facilities, playing in front of bigger crowds. Uh, and, you know, the way 90% of the deals are structured, once the, once they make it, and a lot more League of Ireland players are making it now, maybe because they don't go over as early, but once they make it, they then the clubs will be talking about, you know, oh, fantastic, such and such is now, you know, done very well, has got... You know, like Luke McNally got got bought by after a year at, at uh, Oxford Oxford United, so there's money going in there. So I, I think we, we look at the positives and not the negatives, and and be realistic because you know I get on well with Daniel, and he, he fought very hard uh, with the clubs to to get as many to get as as good a deal as possible for for, for Bohemians, and uh, they have got a good deal on both the players that I got involved with. Um, but there's also the other, what about the players who they don't want? Mm. Uh, what about the, the players who are on 40-week contracts? They can't get a mortgage. 
uh, can't buy a house. You know, do, do you know what I mean? It's not, it's not just the, uh, the lads are going over and have made it. There's a, there's a, you know, so, so if they say, oh, we won't have a release clause, you know, will the clubs unite? I don't think they will, because I do think that there's, you know, commercial instincts will kick in. The manager wants the player, uh, and they get offered a decent release clause, just say a six-figure release clause. Mm. Why would that? Why would they turn that down? If they you know, did, I, if they I, did, if somehow for the first time ever, all of the League of Ireland clubs managed to uh, put forward a united front, what would it mean for you as an agent? How much more difficult would it make your job? The uncertainty creeps in, and the uncertainty is um, if a play, if a, if a, if a, if a, I'm using an English club or a Scottish club as, a, as an example to the UK, um, there might be a preconception that the, that the club's got more money than they actually have. You know, do you, do you see what I'm saying? So, uh, oh no, we want more, or, or they might want to hold out for a bigger club to come in, but the bigger club might not be the the fit for the player. So, for, you know, for example. You know, a bigger club might want the player, but he might be a year away from the first team. Mm. Whereas the players, the players enjoyed first team experience with the League of Ireland club, and they want to keep the momentum going. So maybe there's to get to the to the to the big championship or the big Premier League club, there might be another stepping stone. Well, I'm thinking more uh, that we I look think... at it. We look at it at the moment that like the League One clubs in a way hold all the aces because they can offer a fee albeit some may say not substantial but even if it's a hundred thousand for a player they can also uh, maybe triple a player's wages yeah. offer them a, a better life but actually the league one clubs opportunities to bring player in have also been restricted because of brexit so there aren't too many places yeah. they can look for quality players outside of ireland so actually everybody coming together would mean that those league one clubs would need to start upping whatever money they're spending would need to start spending it in the in the league and the 100,000 goes to suddenly a quarter of a million which is huge for a League of Ireland club yeah and that would be huge that would be huge for a League One club to pay there'd be very like I said there'd be maybe six clubs that can pay that sort of money you know how, how many League of, League of Ireland players are you representing at the moment I have a, probably around 12 players I represent um Ranging from eighteen upwards, and uh, you know, but like, players like Dawson, mm. uh, Promise, uh, Liam. Um, I'm, I'm, I've, I've represented Liam four years, Promise five years, you know, Dawson, you know, four years, five years as well. So this isn't an overnight uh, thing. These these are players that I've I've worked with for a very long time. Like with Liam now, he's in a he's in he's in an unbelievable situation. Um, He's loving it over there. He's got a brilliant opportunity. He's um, he's done his exam. He's got his two one there. We we always knew when we when we took him on that he wasn't going anywhere for four years. I had loads of clubs, you know, uh, sort of wanting him and, and whatever. And, and each one, I said he's going nowhere until he finishes his exams. And he finished his exams mid May, and that was it. Now he's going to give football a hundred percent, you know. So and I think. Where he where he's gone to has been a brilliant fit. I went over there with him and his father, a beautiful part of the world. And 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 like I said, now was there five players have gone over to Italy. So you know it isn't just the UK. And the, the, the Italians club have more money than League One. Yes, they do. Mm. Yeah. This summer we're bringing you double koi gig. I cannot tell you the like 
audible gasps that there were in the press box yesterday. They looked as stunned as the team on the pitch did. Subscribe to the OTB Koyig pod on the OTB Sports app now. A lot of the League of Ireland clubs uh, are now better run than they were five, ten years ago. When you look at those, say, dozen players you have, if a League of Ireland club came and offered them a three-year contract with no get-out clause, would you allow them to sign it? I would have to paint the picture that, you know, commercially, unless they're paying, they're, they're getting paid a commercial wage, which is, you know, again, going back to most most professional footballers, if you ask them what's your goals, they want to play as high as they can, but they also want, say, at least a house out of it. Out, out of it. And I keep harping on about it, but the, 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 the players, you know, they've given up a lot to... to, to 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 be a professional footballer, they want this is this is their their uh, their goal. I mean, I've got Conor McCarthy, who's got a degree in economics, and he, he's just signed for Barnsley there now. You know, he could get a job in 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 you know in the finance sector, but he he wants to see how high he can go. But of course, he wants to be paid accordingly. And I as a, as it stands at the moment, I just you know apart from the big clubs in in the League of Ireland. Would it be fair for a 17-year-old to sign a 300 pound a week, 40 end of season, 42 or 40 week contract for three years with no get out clause? I wouldn't recommend it. Mm. There is definitely a split in terms of whether there's more talent coming through than there ever has been before, or whether they're just staying that little bit longer. So we look at the Premier League this season, and you know there might be half a dozen Irish players playing in it at most. The way you're talking there, it doesn't seem as though Championship clubs rate the League of Ireland highly enough that they're going to go in. When you look at the talent pool that's coming through and the uh, different systems that have been put in place to make the academy systems and the underage academies at the League of Ireland clubs, is the quality quality improving? Do you feel are we going to get to a stage yeah. where we're, championship we're, clubs are going to start the championship clubs who can you know can't afford to spend half a million on a player? I, I think you know you you. I did Jake O'Brien to Crystal Palace there. Um, Jake had 10 first team games at uh, 19 years of age uh, with with Cork City when he when he went over to uh, Crystal Palace, um, and that's that's a, a move which I see there's probably going to be a lot more of those where the bigger clubs will bring him into the academies and they'll be prepared to pay money and offer good sell-ons. You know, if the player makes it. You know, uh, the clubs are, you know, conditioned to now reward the development, the, the, the clubs that they got the players from with the, with good signing on fees. You know, um, the signing on, sorry, sorry, the sell on fees have definitely increased. You know, there really are, you know, uh, th- that's the where the academies will be rewarded is when the players move uh, because they'll be getting money. They'll be working on their on, on, on their sort of like the new crop coming through, but the old crop have paid significant amounts because, you know, like I said, the sell-on fees have been very, very, um, uh, you know, have increased, sort of, you know, for, for the clubs in Ireland. So, you know, they might not be getting as much money up front from their League One clubs, but that's short term. But on the long term, they're getting good sell-on fees. They are, really are. I, I've, I see the clubs in England... Uh, you know, 
especially selling clubs uh, like Fleetwood are a selling club, MK Dons are a selling club. You know, they're 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 prepared to. If the player does well, they're prepared to you know, split, you know, sort of pass the proceeds on, as they say, to to the clubs mm. in Ireland. So it's not so like it's a, they're going a, over. A Luke McNally transfer is sort of a manna for heaven for yeah. you in terms of a sales pitch that you go to Oxford, suddenly you make that step up to Burnley and then all you need to do is you look at the Nathan Collins yeah. scenario yeah. and suddenly yeah. you're, yeah. you know, in terms of what they're buying then, because obviously the big Premier League academies can afford to spend some money and put somebody into yeah. their under-23 team and leave them there for a couple of years and if they make it, they'd, well and good. If they don't, they'll settle them on to a, a Championship or a League One side. For the Dawson, the Voice, uh, the promise all my shares who are you know been playing as I say men's football League of Ireland football for the last couple of seasons and making an impact are they going over to England and expecting to play are they would you expect yeah. them to be full first team squad members this season without a shadow of a doubt no 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 ifs buts or maybe they're not they, 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 they might take time to get into the uh, managers starting 11 but they're going over there as full first team players you know, so it's a, it's a, it's like I said, it, it keeps the momentum going that the League of Ireland have done for them, which is, you know, they're getting, you know, you look at again Bohemians, they, you know, they they play young players. Ross Tierney's gone to Motherwell, had a great season. Dawson's gone to MK. Promise has gone to Fleetwood now. You know, you'll be hearing a lot more about these players, you know, because they'll they'll get in, they'll play. Uh, and and they'll do the Bose supporters and the, and the Bose management and and uh, you know the the club proud. You know they're always going to be Bose players. They haven't gone where you know they they with, within Ireland. There's only ten clubs, as you mm. know, in terms of the Premier Division. You've got the Galways and the, and the courts coming through and and whatever. But the the reality, I think, the players that I I, I I represent. I've always had that ambition and the hunger to the top of every mountain's the bottom of the next one. And so, if they do well and get established in the League of Ireland, they want to then move on to the next challenge, which is Scotland or England. So, in a way, have you been pushing an open door with the players over the past few months? Because you know, again, I look at someone like Dawson Devoy, who's playing first team football every week, has absolutely loved the Bohemians, is in and around the under twenty one squad. There's definitely a risk for him going over to MK Dons in terms of his international aspirations, you know, like any player needing to make that step up to the next level. Do all these players feel, and there's probably a lot of factors, like I think you touched on some of them, like the cost of living in Dublin has come up with a couple of conversations I've had with people for 20, 21 year olds. Like they're simply, as a League of Ireland player, not going to get a mortgage. Never mind yeah. trying, you know, at the moment, rent a place in Dublin. I, is, it, is it a very straightforward decision for the players to go when this opportunity well, comes up? I, I used to have the same... Um, there's two types of football players. There's too much. There's players with too much money at the end of the month, and there's players which which and too much month at the end of the money. And unfortunately, the, the young lads to fill it. I, I I I when I speak to the club secretaries and the, and the chairman to get a, a decent wage for the players, I say to them, you know, especially the ones where they they don't get paid over Christmas, they want to buy their parents a Christmas present. They want it. They it cost them to fill up the tank of. A diesel or a tank of petrol, the same as uh, everybody else. It's, there's no there's no discounts given to these football players, and some of the wages are, you know, they can't live on it, you know. And so when you get the opportunity to go, you're close to the first team. If you you know, like you're talking about Dawson and, and Promise, you know, watch this space in these two guys. They back themselves. 
they're both brilliant footballers. Uh, they'll, they'll Liam as well. Liam's going over, you know, and he's, you know, you know, he's doing very well in pre-season. He's had some, you know, he's had some good results there. The feedback I'm getting from uh, Dennis Wise is is absolutely fantastic. The feedback I'm getting from the lads from MK, they're very happy with with the way Dawson. So they're, they're not they're not going over there and, and not to be heard of again. They'll be going over there and, and you'll be watching them score goals on Sky Sports, you know. Uh, we need some sort of an exclusive before you go, Pat. Who's next? <laughs> uh, well, I, 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 I can't. And, and you know, look, Text us afterwards and we'll just say our sources have yeah, told us. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you on the QT after you sign a non-disclosure. Perfect. All mm-hmm. right. But, uh, Pat, thanks a lot for coming on. Uh, it's good to get um, thank you, the insight guys. from uh, the other side of things. I'm sure we'll be talking about it a lot more over the next while as well. Uh, Pat Dean there from Quorum Sports. Thank you very much. Uh, all our football coverage on Off The Ball is brought to you by Sky. All the football you love in one place across Sky Sports, BT Sports and Premier Sports. Football on Off The Ball. With Sky. Watch Premier League, Women's Super League, Scottish Premiership and much more live on Sky Sports.